Yeah. <laughs> in a modern Hamish. This flat is very Hamish, I think, don't you think? Yeah, everything about it. It's, it's, awesome. very, it's very authentic style. You find garbage and make it such a It's all recycled, bro. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Doobie is awake. Dun, dun, dun. Or is this podcast even going to happen? Is that the shame? <laughs> Welcome to the park. Chag Sameach, Lachai. Hi, my brothers. Don't answer a man if you're watching or listening to this, but Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Borei Peri HaGefen. Amen. So... I that wasn't my baby, but I think it's Sirens. It's also sirens. Yeah, that's sirens. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chag Sameach, guys. It's uh, Pesach Sheni. A little bit of matzah here. Or Zochet. I have a very, very important guest here. All the way in from New York. Spending the time here in Sfat with us, Baruch Hashem. Reb Daniel, millennial rabbi. You might know him if you're listening or watching. Check him out if not on YouTube, Instagram. Instagram. All over. Everywhere. Actually, my Baruch wife uh, followed you on Instagram. Wow. Yeah. She has been following Thank you. Or recently? No, no. She, she doesn't have Instagram anymore. She can perform miracles. She doesn't have Instagram, but she still follows. So this is it. No, you have to, once the account's there, it's always there. Once it's on the internet, it's there. Baruch Hashem. So welcome, uh, welcome back home, first things first. It's so good to be here. Such a blessing. Such an amazing merit to be in Sfat after four years of not being wow. able to come to Israel. And Sfat is my, like, soul city. I really clear it cleanses me it, it purifies my mind my heart i just feel like fresh when i come here and then to have such warm welcome friends making it so like fun and warm and happy at the same time as like the intensity of what i feel when i come here it's a, it's a beautiful balance so thank you and it's such an auspicious time yeah pesach Shani we can talk about this week is Lagba Omer, which is what this whole city is connected to the rashbi so it's why it exists i feel like everything we know everything happens for a reason at the right time, but lately in my life, I'm seeing it more and more clearly all the time. Everything happening at the right moment. So, blessed to be here. Baruch Hashem. That's actually, it's funny that you said that today we're, I went to my in-laws for lunch, and uh, there was uh, the, the percussionist, the drummer of Nouriel Band there, Tzvi, and he's saying that like now he feels where he, where he is in life is that like this Sfirat Omer, he's felt it more than anything. Hmm. Like Rabbi Nachman says that every single day of the sphere, if you really pay attention, you open your eyes, you open your heart, you open your ears, everything you hear and ingest is relating, relating to the sphere of that day, right? So I, I got to tell you, so this past week I was in London for 24 hours, 36 hours to do a Soul X event, which we could talk about, but um, I'm, I have a day and I'm like, where do I go? So Winston Churchill, who was the one who fought uh, Hitler the most of anyone, he has a bunker where he fought the war from. So I went to this bunker and I, I went through the whole place and I'm looking at his quotes and who he was. And he was somebody to end the week's sphira, which is the divine soul trait of every week that we have for the seven weeks, was Netzach. Netzach is victory, perseverance over any battle. And literally, like everything Churchill's V for victory, everything about him was like, we will fight them on the beaches, we'll never surrender. He embodied Netzach in that way in the world in the last hundred years, almost more than anybody. So I felt it was so cool that how could I tap into the concept of yeah. Netzach was actually seeing fighting evil and just if you fall, you get up. Like when you become a Baal Shuva, a lot of times you're thinking, I have to be perfect. I have to like 
do everything exactly. And then you realize as you grow that life is about falling a million times and just getting up and moving in the right direction and going. That's and a... to me, that's Netzach. That is, that is, and now we're about to enter Hod, which is once you recognize that strength of, of everything is to recognize also it's all coming from God. It's not me. Step back, give yeah. space. Late space, understand that it's coming from Hashem and that, that balance is a beautiful thing. You see athletes that like score an amazing touchdown and then they're like, Thank you, God. Like they embody that that back and forth that you have to have. So living with each sphere each week is a real thing we can do for sure. Oh, shit. Yeah. I really like when athletes do that. Yeah, you see <laughs> the very big difference between the ones that do and don't. The ones that, that do, they, they say thank God and they're like very humble. But, and then the ones that are not, they're like, take off their shirt. Like, it's me. <laughs> like gorilla pounding. I was just in Madeira before London, which is Cristiano Ronaldo's island. He's all yeah. about that. I mean, he's a good guy, I think. He has an island, actually? It's, it's the airport's <laughs> named after him. It's ah, where okay. he's from. It's where he's from. The city's from. And I look and at guys like island. Conor McGregor, athletes that started humble and really had netzach. They mm, had this like right. feeling of like, I'm going to conquer anything, which is what you have to have. This to is be our first athlete. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. But, 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 but then it turned into, the, I think, the shadow side of netzach, where Mm. it became this ego thing yeah. the key is to believe in yourself and believe and trust that things are meant to happen positively but then have humility that what did we you. learn uh, last week in the Netzach? what's the negative side of Netzach remember Money. what we learned outside foolishness right, right. The, mm. the, when Netzach falls down to the Klippa that's Leitzanut that's, that's foolishness where pretty much the, the Leitz the clown he says nothing has meaning anything anyway you can. It says that uh, you can you can rebuke a, a hundred times a fool, and with one and with all he needs is one to get rid of all of them. Mm. Why? Because for him, a, a regular person with that, a regular person with consciousness, he looks at, like if you tell him a hundred things he's doing wrong, he's going to go through the list and he's going to tell you where you're wrong, where you're right. Maybe he's but he's going to be real about it a little, at least a little bit. Yes. He's going to say, no, this actually I, I have nothing to do with that. Why did you even say that about me? This okay, but the for the clown for the fool. Throw the whole list out. Like none of it, none of it means anything. Self awareness so. is so huge. I, I was leading a workshop on leaving Egypt for Pesach. This is Pesach Sheni, a month after or a month from Passover, and um, I said the first step is the Jewish people like groaned. They cried out. It's to recognize that you're in exile. Like so we don't even. What do the sages call exile? They say Choshech Kafulam Mechupal. That it's a double darkness. Why double? Because it's a darkness that we don't even recognize as darkness. Mm. We think it's good. We, we think we're living like the best ever. Astara which we are physically. Astara. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. He a Cardoon or something. <laughs> the beginning of, of it all is when you recognize where you're at, the self-awareness. Yeah, like you that. have to have it. You're talking about late Sano's foolishness. It, you have to, it doesn't mean to be so hard on yourself, but just to be aware, yeah. self-aware of where you could grow, what's good about yourself too. Just like that, checking in with yourself every yeah. day yeah. if you can. Is, yeah. Being down is one thing, but being aware of it's already beginning of the way out. I, I've got to say, so you just took me to an amazing experience. So um, <laughs> Break it down for the people because I talk about him all the time. And I'm bringing it up because it ties into exactly what, what you just said about um, darkness and being aware. So uh, there's a French rabbi who has for what's called Shalashudas sh- uh, or Sudashishit is the idea on Shabbat we have three stages three meals, and the holiest time of Shabbat is kind of as you're getting towards the end, known in Kabbalah as Raiva de Raivin. It's like the, how would you translate the, the, the will, will of, of wills. wills. It's, yeah. um, and one, one rabbi today, Rabbi Katz, was saying that um, if God said, let there be light and created life on, on Sunday, which is really Saturday night, because it was night, it was evening, it was morning. So right now, Saturday night is when 
the beginning of the week truly begins, the beginning of life. So that means that Saturday afternoon, right before the end of Shabbat, end of Shabbat is when the intention for conception of the week. Mechshav. Just like when you have a good intention, when you have a child, it, 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 it makes them uh, better. When you have a good intention Saturday afternoon on Shabbat, you make your whole week have that, that good intention. So we went to this meal, and, and I, we come in there, and this rabbi's sitting, and he has 613 uh, paint images of his paintings behind him. Normal. And uh, <laughs> another normal thing he does is um, my friend over here says, pick two. Pick two, and the rabbi will, will explain to you ideas. I'm like, okay. I be- I'm a believer by nature. I'm, 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 you call me naive. You can call me. I like to like give a chance to everything. But before it was my turn, I was kind of like, uh, I mean, I'm not really connecting to what he's saying so much, to be honest with you. And I choose two. And it was a very colorful, two colorful images. And I mean, he started launching first into the idea of, um, he says, are you a night person or a day? Do you see more light by day or more light by night? And I'm like, the truth is I'm a night guy. I mean, I've gone to bed late my whole life. I've always connected to like, when I meditate, it's often a night before bed. I one time read in a Gershon Shalom translated Zohar book that Tikkun Chatzot, which is a prayer that some Kabbalists, many Kabbalists do after midnight, is a very auspicious time. And that's what he started saying. He started saying that Tikkun Chatzot, and I've done this for 20 years, not the regular Tikkun Chatzot, but it's a time that I like to meditate. It's when I get my most clarity. The city is silent. My house is silent. And you can just tap in. So um, what, so when he first launches into the idea that Tikkun Chatzot is the time where you're going from day to night, but then night back into day. It's almost like bringing light into the darkness. I'm like, wow, I never thought of that. It's beautiful. And then he said, um, wow. wh- when do you see the stars? Why, not, why don't you see them by day? They're there. So you see them by night because of the darkness. And boom, I clicked to when, I, when we did a Shabbat 10 at Coachella for, for, for a couple of years. One time I printed, uh, I, I, I had made like 500 glow-in-the-dark bracelets and I had to choose a quote. And the quote that I chose said, in the dark, stars shine. The idea that Dafka in the dark moments of your life is when you're able to see the stars. That's when you, a lot of growth happens. That's when a lot of beautiful things come to light. So I'm already I'm starting, he's like just starting to talk. I'm like, whoa, this is cool. And then he says that you've done enough of that. You've done enough of that. And it's time for you, you're ready now to go into um, the sunlight. Wow. He said, this week is Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. It's a time of Lag Boomer. It's a time of light, which is what the Rashbi even said the day of his death. He said was a wedding day. We should celebrate because he's now coming into union with God. And the Hebrew name of the month is Ziv. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the ray of light, literally. Love that. Um, and it really struck me deeply because I've slowly, I, I'm really... I'm in that, that, that idea of like going into darkness and living in places that I have to like be the one to shine light in and really like delving into that. I'm really into that. It's like part of, I wouldn't say it's my persona, but you know, when you do something for so long, it becomes, and he said, you can lighten up, you know, like you can, you can, you can bring as much light into the world through sunlight too, to bring, bring the, bring the light in. And it, it, it hit me. I think it's, um, it's a good timing. It's where I've been kind of like leaning towards. So where do you take that though? What does that mean to... When he says you need to transition mm-hmm. out of finding being the light in the darkness and going actually into the sunlight, for you, Rabbi Daniel, millennial rabbi, what does that mean? As like, what for, what for you now? Could you see immediately that could it be a change or or mm-hmm. a goal of a change? I think it's just my inner my inner mentality and temperament of not having to like struggle so much against against you know, darkness or being like, no, I can't take time out to go to Tzfat and study Torah. I need to be working. I, I think it's it's just t- letting off the load a little bit and 
um, just being allowing yourself to be more light and be more joyful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh and I can't really quantify it in something, but I know internally how I I tend to approach my day and my life and I think I could do a better job of just just still having the same focus but doing it in a lighter way, in a in a happier way and um and and I'm I'm going to process it a little bit more. But it really it really it really That's like sure. resonated when he said it. So Hopefully this is the week with the Rashbi that we can make it happen. <laughs> because I resonate with it too. <laughs> I, I've been like, you know, I've been here for a while. Yeah, he's, fat, he's an owl. I've never... He's an owl. He's nocturnal completely. I've never done also the painting thing. Okay. The whole time, time I've been, I've never You've done it. you got a hookup right here. I know. <laughs> I know I can do it anytime. But there's a reason I haven't done it before. <laughs> I don't know. But maybe now I'm getting it indirect because I feel like this is very dark towards me too because yeah. like he said, I'm a night owl. And so I think I for said, me, it's time to, to do that. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and he also asked me another question. He said, do you prefer like hundreds or thousands of little lights or one big light? Wow. Said, Same I amount of power? I said a lot of little lights. Yeah. I don't know what that translated to, but. No, so I'll tell you, he, t he talks about this all the time. And I had this is, uh, this is what I had with the first time I got to meet Ravich and Morgenstern. He came to the city and it was like, remember? It was like big light, little light. I yeah. told you there too. I, mean, I was like, about it. yeah, exactly. That was the clip. So what did, what did, what is Rev Torjman's idea on this? The the six hundred thirteen mitzvot that I handed you, right? The book, yeah. the pamphlet. He yeah. put that together, right? It's from a, the, the all the token, the content is from someone else, but he Seems made those like pamphlets. Yeah, big time. <laughs> so, so what's the idea there? It's broken up that every single day of the week, just like in Tehillim, just like in the parasha, you have aliyot seven aliyahs, So you can technically break up the parasha of the week into focus on that day, right? If you go and you sit down and you say, I'm going to finish all of Tehillim today. Mm. Will you be successful? If you really want to do it, you're going to be successful. When's the next time you're going to finish Tehillim? Right. Probably a long time from that time. Yeah. Yeah. But if you approach it that every single month, no, not even, every single day, I'm going to read the Tehillim of Yom Rishon. Of Yom Shini, mm -hmm. and I go by it day by day, which is the whole avoda of of Sfirat Omer, right? It's not here. You're out of Egypt, boom, Torah. Right. No, do fifth count every single day. That's all I'm asking for you to do. We have no mitzvah, right? But the whole entire month of Er of Ziv is filled with one mitzvah. Count every single day. Yeah. Just that little day. So you have the same amount of power that you would have had in one big light. But you take that same wattage and you spread it out to little lamps across the way. Mm. And then you have a guide. You have a guide it, into it, the darkness. It's, you know, when you look at this podcast, you probably forget about how many steps in your life led to this. Your tshuva oh, yeah. process, learning Torah, <laughs> meeting friends, setting up, learning social media. We forget how, how many incremental steps we do to get to the outcome that we For want. Sure. And we have, to, we have to definitely value the, like I was doing a hike in uh, last week and I'm not the best hiker. And I'm like, I knew right away what to tell myself right away. Focus on the next step. That's it. Don't be like, oh my gosh, looking up how far you have to go. And I knew, I knew I'd get through that way. You just one at a time. That's all you have to do. One more step. That's it. And every day focusing, like, what can I do this? When I first started doing my outreach work and I was like having days where I was like, I felt like I was accomplishing nothing. My dad said, um, did you do one thing today towards your goal? I was like, of course I did one. Th I, did, I did at least one thing. He's like, good, good. So it's not always about these huge victories. It's like, yeah. did I take one step? Forward. Did I grow a little bit today? Did I learn something new? And every day, I'm sure we could find something. It goes back to what you were saying about the right the Balshuva that you're Shevi Pod Tzadik Vikam. Like, mm -hmm. what's the Tzadik that he fell? He fell. 
Right? But why is he a tzaddik? Now he keeps getting up. He keeps getting up. He keeps getting up. It's a, it doesn't end. Yeah, it's an it's important a, line to translate. That a righteous person, even the greatest person, falls seven times and gets up once. Meaning, like he's falling a lot more than he's getting up. How much more so us? And that's the hero's journey: is to is to is to keep going and keep getting up even when it's dark. It's a it's a very I think it's the most admirable trait to have, is to just continue. There's a story. Um, Hasidic story of these uh, Russian soldiers that they finished their their shift. It was like 11 at night. They're like, let's go down the snowy hill to the bar and have a good time. So they go down to the bar. Of course, it's Russia. They drink too much. And they're on their way up the mountain. They just can't make it. And they all just like pass out. Morning comes. They wake up and their commander is standing over them. And he says, all of you go back to base. And then one guy's like coming. He says, you, you're done. You're finished. You're out. He's like, what in the world? Everyone gets to go back and I get kicked. That's not fair. He said, yeah, you were all passed out, but they were passed out facing the base and you were passed out facing the bar. <laughs> so it's about, <laughs> I think I'm going to go back. <laughs> of course. So it's like, it's like, where do you want to be? It's not even about always like a Rabbi Kaplan of my note would say in our generation, you just have to want to want. That's yeah. it. That's where we're at. It's not even about like wanting good things and wanting godliness. It's like, I would like to be the type of person that would. It's where would you like to be? And the vow met so nothing can stand in front of the will of a person. And if you really want it, yeah, even if you don't see that you're getting towards it, you, one you, little step I, is you already definitely embody that. That's for sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Breslov even teaches that if you just want to come back to Hashem, yeah. you're already considered already a tzaddik. Mm. Yeah. You are where you're on the right path. You are where it's your all thoughts are. It's all yeah, where your will is. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's like, it. Gemara, you can even get engaged to a woman just by the fact that you say I'm a tzaddik. You didn't even keep Shabbat and nothing. You haven't like you know the wow, whole entire. That's true. Right, so that's you true. can literally sanctify a woman where she needs a get to get out of the relationship by saying if she says yes, obviously, right? But you say Ariat mikdeshet al manat shani tzaddik. Very progressive of you. Just say yes. Of course, Just of course. That's a lacha. <laughs> right? mean, the the rabbi is two thousand years. Yes, you propose. <laughs> um, so the idea you're saying in the Gemara is that if, if a guy says that I am righteous, like I, I, we consider him as if he's like doing the repentant that he's already returned because he's going to. Once you have that mentality, yeah. It's a lofty idea. It's amazing stuff. But uh, Pesach Shani. Second chances. You can always, this is Pesach Shani without getting into all the details is the idea that you can always pick yourself up. In Yiddish, you're stuck in for fallen. It's never, it's never over. You're never done. It's never over. You never did something too bad that you can't get up from. It's never over. And that's the, that's the matzah part too. Maybe break down what's, where did this idea come from in the, in the Torah? Right. Second so it, chances. <laughs> try cut, again. Cut. I'll try again. <laughs> Uh, in, in the desert, in the times of the Torah, they were meant to bring the Paschal lamb, the sacrifice, and there were, um, I believe there were certain uh, Israelites, certain Jews that were, uh, either they were carrying the bones of, of Yosef, um, and it was impurity, and they weren't allowed to bring a, a sacrifice, and they're like, it's not fair. <laughs> and God listened, and he said, okay, you're going to get another, which is crazy, because too bad, like next year, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. And God saw where they were coming from, wow. and He said, "You know what? It's the same thing. This is the they good were, time they were, they were climbing up yeah. the mountain back to the base. Mm. They weren't facing me time. They were, uh, <laughs> we were doing a mitzvah, and now because of the mitzvah, we're tameh. And I missed another mitzvah, but I still want it. God desires the heart, yeah. and your heart wants to wants to do good. We have to actually do it too. Yeah, you, know? you have to get. My to dad it. likes <laughs> to joke about the heart attack Jews that we we had so much in our heart that <laughs> we never actually bring into practice. But I do want to give us a shout out to the heart because. I believe in that strongly. I believe in the heart of a yid and the heart of somebody who wants to wants to uh, go in the right direction is a beautiful thing, and the rest will take care of itself. You know, that's 
Um, lots to say on that, but L'chaim, boys. L'chaim, L'chaim, Tovim, L'chaim. Already finished my bottle. Gotta catch up. I mean, glass, not my bottle. <laughs> Already finished my bottle. One glass. There you go. Sfat Distillery, shout out. Uh, or Martin. By the way, this is yes. like this is the this is for the, us at the same time. This is the holy Steve drink. Works. This is the holy drink. Champs. Sorry, Mashkim. I'm so scared. I should maybe watch the camera and then I'll see you better. Yeah. You're doing great. I'm, you're, you're, it's going. Dr- there you go. Wow. There's nothing left here. There you go. That was that was. <laughs> it's a margarita. It's a cocktail. <laughs> So guys, what's it like living in Sfat? What's the what's the what's the world missing? What's the world missing? Sfat, for um, sure, it's amazing here. I mean, you've you've seen it. I, I what's mi- your experience with Sfat? How do you what's feel the now? Contrast? I have, it's, uh, you feel contrast. different now about Sfat now that no, you came here. Uh, I will, I'll tell you how I do. Is this the first time for no, Sfat? No, many a time. But oh, I think okay. this time it felt more like community. Whereas in the past, when I was younger, I'd come to Sfat, it was more like whoa, it was like an amazing experience. But then after a day or two, I was like. I don't know. I don't know. He, this yeah. was more like I had that, and I had like beautiful Shabbat meals and meeting new people, and like it was very community vibe. Um, which you is came with the, the insiders. Spot. Yeah. No. Listen, you gotta know, gotta know the right people. But I have, I have a uh, a ritual Friday in spot. It's like, without fail, this is what's happening, and it's pretty common. But I go to the mikvah of the Arizal. For those who don't know, it's this freezing cold, amazing, natural mountain river well that the holy Arizal, Rabbi Yisrael Gloria, used to dip in. And they say if you dip in there, you will do teshuva in your lifetime. You will have a cleansing um, connection to God in your life. And whenever I go in there, it's always powerful. So I go in there, I feel like it's like a reset button. And after I do that, I go visit the grave sites of the tzaddikim. Now for me, someone might find it weird to want to visit the grave sites of people who passed away. But imagine you've like the whole year you're reading about, learning from, and like getting inspiration from somebody, and you get to visit the rest, which according to Kabbalah, there's five levels of the soul. Even though most of the soul ascends, the nefesh, the lower part of the soul remains, and there's a connection to that place. So I not only go to their resting place, but I also like to say words from their stuff. Mm-hmm. So like Rabbi Lazar Skiri, I like to sing a bit of Yedid Nefesh, or Lecha Dodi, Rabbi Shlomo Akabetz, or um, Rabbi Yosef Karo, who wrote the Shulchan Aruch. It's like... That's what I said yesterday when I got there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where we bumped into each other. Yeah, yeah exactly. The... We met each other there. Man, exactly. I'm in another state when I go to this place. It's so powerful, and I'm just imagining the lives they lived were so clear and so in tune that I try to like pull that on some level. And I mm. ask God for help to bring it in. So once Friday afternoon's already happened, I'm already like zoned in, I'm locked in. And then you got the mountain and the sunset coming in. And um, and I do believe we all gravitate to different places. Some people are connected to Jerusalem or Hebron, you know? And you're, you're a bit of both. You're a bit I'm Yerushalayim, straight really? hardcore, yeah. You'll mention it almost every podcast, Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim. That's so interesting. And I'm like, everything. I live in Jerusalem only, and I'm like, Tzfat. I like I live in Jerusalem. Only, I only spent summers in Jerusalem. Would you move here? Never say never. You know, you never know. I, I think we live in a new time where you can be in multiple places at once. So I could see myself spending some time in different. Because like, I'm half New York, half Tzfat. Like half of me mm-hmm. wants to like be be with just people of all walks of life that I'm trying to add good influence with, and part of me is like detach from. All the hustle and well, the good and news connect. is you have both of that in Sfat. You have people from all walks of life. True. Around. <laughs> True. It's like a mix of all, every type of people, also the same. They all have like one thing in common. They're all crazy, but <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> yes. Like they're all crazy for like spirituality <laughs> or like Stush to Kedusha. You feel like a, it's really cool. It's all a lot of Balchuvas, a lot of people that 
they like they're self-aware. A lot of mm -hmm. people are self-aware. They're coming. They're coming here for a reason. They're coming to connect, and that that's something I love because like. When I'm in California or New York and I'm doing Shabbat or I'm doing stuff, sometimes I feel I'm like every everyone wants to connect, but I feel like you have to pull them along. I don't want to put I don't want to force like let's have a deep conversation, let's jump in deep. And maybe I don't I don't want to underestimate people. Maybe a lot of people do want to do that, and I need to um, drop in and let people bring that out of themselves. And I think a lot of people do, but here's just natural. I mean, you just people are here to connect. They're coming to grow Jerusalem too, and a lot of other yeah. cities. Um, and I'm hoping to bring this vibe to wherever I go and bring out that that experience where you want to go deeper. That's my favorite thing to do. So been enjoying. It's been a. It's always soul nourishing to be here. So. By the way, I want to say whoever like wants to come to to Tzfat, like uh, we can get you on an experience. Especially <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to make a retreat. I would love to make yeah. a retreat here and bring people from my communities. It'd be yeah. great. How did you How did you get into the work that you do of Kiruv, like of of helping? Jews reconnect and, and like where did it start from? So I always am the type of person that if I found something that was real, uh, first it was politics. I had different things before, you know, spirituality and religion. I wanted to share that, not in a but in a way of like it's benefited me. How can I? So when I went when I found my connection to uh, Judaism, to God, to my soul, I knew from the beginning that I wanted to take what I was learning and share it. Um, so I always had that like mentality, and. Ever since I started, you know, 17, 18 years old at, and learning in Yeshiva, I always kind of um, planned to bring that out, and and I did. And it's take, it's it's metamorphosized. You know, first I worked with only youth. It was a very vulnerable time in my life, so I felt like I should focus on that age group. And over the last four or five years, I've gravitated a bit more to young adults and adults and going really deep into what I love. Because what you sometimes you think what you're into is like just you and no one else cares. Yeah. But I think if if it matters to you, it probably matters to a lot of other humans. So when I found that I wasn't connecting in synagogue, that I wasn't, um, I wasn't getting what I need. I liked being in nature. I liked incorporating music. I liked making Judaism an experience. I'm like, why don't I bring that out to people my age? And that's where my work started. Solex started kicking off. What's Solex? Soul X is soul experience. It's about connecting to your soul, simply put. Um, and I found that one of the one of the interfaces between body and soul are like the five senses. When we were able to mindfully uh, experience taste, um, sound, scent, you're able to like bridge the two. So my events kind of incorporate a lot of the senses. Um, as you know, the term Chabad, Chachma Binadat, wisdom understanding knowledge not a good translation but we'll use it for now the dot the knowledge part is like adam knew eve meaning knowledge means an intimate connection to something so if you want to get beholder who da'ehu is da hey vav that da means connect the hey with the vav malchus with zerampin the idea is i can only talk this in spot i'm loving it Let's go. <laughs> translations <laughs> king david said or is it king shlomo said in all your ways know him means that in all aspects from music to food Know him means connect. Connect what you're experiencing back up to its source. Yeah. Like when Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden were about to eat from the tree, when they were looking at physicality, they were seeing how it connected up level upon level all the way up. Post Chedet Sadas, post the, post the uh, tree of knowledge of good and evil, there's a fracture. We don't see when the physical, the spiritual. So I like to do things that help us reconnect the dots back up and uh, and use our dot to to 
um, bring the beautiful ideas of Judaism from the mind to the heart and body, which I think is something that that our generation could could use. So, do you do this online? Is this events you're saying? I do teach courses online and meditation online, so we can reach everyone in the world. But it's in person. These are mainly in person experiences we've done. This past year, we moved away from just San Diego, which I've been doing only, to Los Angeles, New York, Miami. And now last week, London. So it's been really cool wow. to like take this pet project and start to experience it in different places with different audiences, different vibes. We're now going to, um, we're in Soho House, which is uh, going into non-Jewish audiences, uh, corporate wellness. So a lot of people are thirsting for um, spiritual connection. That's good. That's a good sign. It's the Navi that in <laughs> yeah. the end, uh, end of the days, people are going to be hungry and thirsty, but it's not for food and it's not for a drink, right? It's a good sign that people want spirituality and then... And it's up to us to, to give it over in a way yeah. that they can relate to. You can't expect them, like, you just open up Samach Vav and, and, and you're going to automatically understand. Take the ideas, and you guys have the ability, and those who have experienced both worlds, to package it in a way that yeah. people can relate to. It's really good. So I kind of, I think we're also kind of trying to do, you know, with this for sure, platform, for sure. like, bring it to the people in a, no, in yeah, a language I'm, that's understandable. I very resonate with the idea that you said, that, like, when, when, I, when I find something that's real, I want to give it over. That's a hundred percent for me. Like people, like I'm known in spots for like trying to push people towards tzaddikim, like you know, like coming to get, like a tourism. Like I, I try to bring everyone there. Why? Mm. I moved here because of that meal. Like that, that man, and the words that come out of his mouth, like have completely flipped my Judaism around, only for the good. So it's like, why would I not want every other year to come and connect to that? Exactly. You know, and and I'm like, I really feel this way, and that's part of what this podcast was i know all these people i know all these cool people throughout the world like let's get the more stories out let's get more more content out there and 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 yeah we're very very blessed to be able to be these for whatever reason you know like we're so fortunate to be in a generation like this and to be in a generation like this that you're able to to bridge the two worlds i i want to compliment you guys that um as much as it's great to translate ideas down, I think most people connect with the person. Like what, when I'm hearing someone speak, I'm getting the ideas, I'm thinking about them, I'm also like downloading uh, their mahalach, their way of looking at the world, because that's coming through their words. So when you guys do a podcast like this, it gives over a vibe, it gives over a certain bitachon and Hashem, a simcha, a joy, a connecting both worlds of, of the ancient with the modern and in you know in, in Svat and everything. It's like when I see you guys pop up, I get a like a smile on my face. It's like a nice thing. So I think really that's the most important thing is just being you and and giving over and living it, and that that comes across when you're when you're doing your thing. So it's awesome to hear. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> much more success. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Tough. So I would say you have better guests, but I don't know if that's. Uh, Ah, we're, 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 we're gonna have you all over again and then we'll have a better yeah. guest <laughs> <laughs> sounds good sounds good maybe let's uh, go into Lagbomer a little bit and uh, break down a little bit uh, what, is, what is this crazy day I can't what wait to this, hear uh, your thoughts on Lagbomer um, so on Lagbomer this Wednesday night Thursday that was the day the last day of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai's life where fire came down and surrounded his home and he gave over a lot of secrets of the Zohar. And I wish I had the exact language in front of me, but the last moments of his life, only two people I've read about the last moments of their life that moved me as much. It was Moshe Rabbeinu. Either Zuta or Yudarabah. You can also look it up in English um, online uh, somewhere, but 
But it's, it basically says, like, it, you hear this about the righteous a lot, that they, like, know exactly when they're going to pass mm -hmm. away. And I think it says, like, he, he passed away saying, like, a beautiful, like, line of Torah. And he was, and it says, and Rabbi Chia says he was lying with his head on the, on the pillow with a smile on his face. And, and the fire, like, around the home. And just the whole scene is so powerful. And Rabbi Chia started weeping and... Later, he talks about a vision he had where he saw Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and his son Rabbi Eliezer in heaven and what it was like and how incredible. And he said, like, Asherenu, like, how fortunate is one who has lived their life that way can live that way. But um, Lagba Omer, it's... Um, kind of happy that I don't know when I'm going to die, you know? <laughs> I think <laughs> it's point. only given to the righteous because other people would go insane. Yeah, I know. Right? The Nishama gets a message 30 days before. Ding! You get like a yeah, oh wow I gotta yeah better get my stuff in order. Oh, I, get get, no. oh, I just heard <laughs> it's not the best notification you want to get. No, no. Uh, why like, not? It could be amazing. Or you you're like Rabbi 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 if you're a tzaddik, it's great. You'd be like Hiskiyahu Amelech, and you pray, and you get 15 more years. You can change your outcome. Oh wow, that's awesome. Or Chadi Rabbi Shimon, Chadi Rabbi Shimon. What what does Lag Bomer mean for you guys? Go ahead. Lately, the, the Matsuda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this year it's going to be in Mayan Redum, hopefully. We have next like, my house. Oh, wait, what? Right next to my house, it's going to be in Mayan Redum, I think, this year. This year, they're going to do the event in a different place? So basically, every year in Sfat, since like three years ago, like, I don't know if it started before, but I think three years ago, when I was in Yeshiva, we started with the Yeshiva, the Rabbi Pasnik started like doing oh, an man. event. There was like Alex Clare One came, flame. Zusha came. Oh, great first, music, right? It was awesome. To have an missing black because of uh, a friend who came <laughs> last year. We almost had him on the podcast, so close. Mm. <laughs> you know, but Bezrat uh, Hashem. This year, get get this year. So, so it's beautiful music. It's a yeah. time to really, you so know. It's pleasurable. It's like a holy enjoyment of event, festivity, holy and festivity. It's like a, it's like kind of like Purim, you know, when you're yes. partying and it's like so much fun and uh, it feels holy. It's awesome. I love that. Hashem. Yeah. You're doing it for Hashem and you're you're connecting with the music. It's all about Hashem and it's the best. So just some background, Rabbi Akiva, one of the greatest sages of all time, who started at 40, it's never too late. Yeah. Um, he had 24,000 students that passed away because it says, Lo nagu that they had, they loved each other, but they didn't show proper kind of respect to each other, which is a great lesson of how we need to treat each other with like respect. Um, and after that devastation, after they died in a plague, he had five disciples that he gave over like the real transmission to keep Torah going. And one of those five was Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who wrote, is the author of the Zohar. And we could have a whole long scholarly discussion about that, but based on Rabbi Yitzchak de Menako and uh, Rabbi Ari Kaplan goes through the whole thing. Um, I, I, you know, root, it's rooted in him. And, um, and he really was, you know, the one who we, we celebrate Lag Bomer because the, the students stopped passing away on that day. But we also celebrate it because Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai passed away on that day. And it's actually interesting, you know, why the Rebbe asks the question, he says, why do we celebrate birthdays? Someone passing away, I understand, in a weird way, because they've completed a lifetime of work. Mm -hmm. and you so celebrate. you're celebrating their life. Yeah, there's something actually to like, it's like graduating from 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 school, you know? Yeah, but when they're born, like, what does that celebrate? Accomplish something. What have you done? Nothing. <laughs> Come into the world. So the Rebbe says that when you're born, it's the first chance the soul has to do for God on their own. Before that, in heaven, you were just kind of basking in God's glory. On earth, in a body. Beginning of born, potential. It's the beginning of your opportunity to do back for God. Not just what can mm -hmm. you do for me. And I've been thinking about that lately. Like, 
you know, in prayer and in stuff, are always like, God, please help me find the right person. Please help me get the right job. Please help me. And that's great. But it's like, wait a second, what do you want? Like, what would you, what would you like to happen? And when you can merge those two together, your prayers become powerful because then it's like, I would like a good job. I would like money. I would like it, but I want it because what do you want? I want to have the right family, uh, find the right partner and have a family and, and, and make a living so that I can have guests, so that I can do this, so that I can. Jew uh, babies. Do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is a, this is a special day that Rizal really would celebrate this day. And, uh, based on what I heard from Rabbi Turgamon, I think it's a good day for me to really just like celebrate. Maybe yeah. I have to come back to the spot. Maybe I have to come back to the spot. Yeah, this is the city yeah, you're from. Are you still here? I'm leaving probably tomorrow, but I'm around in Israel, so. so I think you should come back, but. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd we love turn to. up. Yeah, I, think, um, I don't know. Lag Bomer for me has always been a day of really revealed miracles. Like, sometimes it took a few weeks to see that, like, what happened, but it, I can always tie it back to Lag Bomer, and it's like I've had uh, on Lag Bomer itself, and. Throughout the years, since I like started to you know take Torah more seriously and, and come back into Juve, like Lag Bomer has been this day that like, first of all, it's two days after my birthday, and I can't really nice. celebrate my birthday because it's not Lag Bomer Your yet. Birthday's coming up tomorrow. Uh, two days, two days. Was that the show? I made you a cake. <laughs> Thank <No>. you. <laughs> do we have Came a candle? Burned. <laughs> oh, why do you think it's burned? We have the candles. The candles are burning the whole time. <laughs> so like usually I don't really you know celebrate my birthday too much until uh, Lag Bomer. Right, because okay. it's like, because it's like, I um, should party twice personally. But yeah, but one long sure. party, a couple days. Exactly. So, but uh, but I've had so many, so many pivotal points in my in my connection to Hashem that that were directly connected to Lag Bomber, specific to Rabbi Shimon, specific to that to the Zohar Kadosh. I still think you should do for Brian before or after. Mm. I want music though. You. I want music. Oh, I see. Ah, I want music. I, want music. Yeah. I can sing Nigunim. for you. Ah, he doesn't want to hear that. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard that voice in the showers of the mikveh. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that's for the that's behind the scenes. You have yeah, to pay. Yeah. It's the next skit. No, you got you got to pay for the subscriber edition <laughs> to get those. Right? Um, if if you're wondering why you can't listen to music, so because we're mourning the death of the of the students Rabbi Kiva, we try not to listen to live music and yeah. music in general during until, the Omer period. During the Omer period. Um, I'm a lover of music, so that's a tough one. Yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard. Then, but, like, uh, Bomber comes, then we can go all out. But if you listen to Taida, that's the most beautiful song in the world. And Amelot calls it. Miros. Hashem. Exactly. Hashem, yeah. So it's, uh, we had so much going on this week. We're blessed. We need to make space in our hearts. Hold is all about making that space. Mm. Stepping back. Being a little bit submissive. Letting your friend giving him space, giving HaKadosh Baruch Hu space. That's why Lag Baomer, on the midah of the day, is Hod Shebehod. Right? It's like the, the the reception within the reception. That's Kabbalah. Kabbalah is to receive, right? It's like that is the day that all those secrets had to come out. That has to be the day of Rabbi Shimon, which is the king right, of, the, of the Kabbalah, is that the person that he was able to go into the cave for 13 years. He was able to step back. He was able to go back and, mm. and to receive and to become a, a, a Kli Kibul, like a... a, a uh, a vessel, a vessel that's to able receive. to exactly to, that's able to receive the light that's coming down from Hashem at all times. So how do we become better receivers? I heard today at lunch from from Rabbi Lowenthal who uh, who does the uh, artwork. If you're ever on Birthright, you go to him. I had lunch by him, and he said the whole Bala Sulam, the whole thing is is one idea. Kabel al manat Exactly. How do you <laughs> learn to receive and learn how to give? It's interesting. Um, so how do we receive properly? You know, a lot of people have trouble receiving even a compliment. 
How do you mm-hmm. learn to pull back and just take in and uh, properly? That's that's our kavana this that's week. That's the secret right I there. I like this topic. Shivit Yisham and Right. What does the Baal Shem Tov say? Shivit Yisham Right. That like whether they're praising me or they're disgracing me, I keep Hashem in front of me at all times, and it's all equal. If your mentality is that I'm not the one just in control, I'm I'm on. You know, there's a path out. So you're able to not try to control everything. You're able to kind of receive and not receive in a way like everyone's pushing you in a different direction. Yeah. But more like I'm not trying to impose, like that my surroundings have to have to fit everything that I want to happen. It's gonna I'm gonna let it flow, let life flow a little bit. There's a there's a beautiful idea about hod. So every part of the body is a different manifestation of the of the of the ten spherots, the ten divine traits. Um, Netzach and hod this week hod is the thigh and it's the left thigh, different different things as well, but. I was actually reading today that Rabbi Chaim Vital, I just opened up to a page and he says that when you walk in the street, you should have an intention mm-hmm. that it's Netzach and Hod walking. Like you can literally make your body into a chariot, a Merkava for Hashem. When Moshe, when Yaakov, Jacob, is wrestling the angel of Esav in the Torah, it says that he won, but in the, in the darkness of night, he got hit on his left Yerichon. thigh. And I remember like, and, 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 and he was injured. And I remember, like, years ago, it was probably, like, 15, 20 years ago, I was in Kfar Chabad, I was in Orts Mimim, and I um, went to Rabbi Bolton's house to use his computer, and I was reading Dvar Torah, and I still remember, you know, like, weird memory. And I went to this week's tor- that week's Torah portion, and uh, I went to kabbalahonline.org, which is from Ascent of Tzvat, it's based here, great website. And on it, I was reading about this, and he said, what does it mean that he wrestled the angel in the night? That nighttime wrestling represents the soul, us, throughout exile our people having to fight impurity and fight darkness and what does it mean and we will be victorious in the end like he was but what does it mean that just Amen. before dawn just before dawn he got injured in the left eye it means that his hode the element of hode this trait of this week is going to be attacked just before the dawn just before mashiach now what is the attribute of hode and who was hode Every one of the seven shepherds is a different sphera. It's Aaron, Abraham no? is kindness. Abraham is, is chesed. Aaron. Aaron is hod. Aaron, Aaron is hod. What was Aaron known for? What's he most famous for doing amongst the, the people? Making peace. peace. He would make peace amongst others. He'd make love between each other. So what's going to be attacked most before Mashiach comes is our division mm-hmm. and unity. And avat Yisrael and loving each other and taking care. Like I experienced the Shabbat and Svat. Taking care of each other, loving each other, making peace with each other is the way we rectify that final um, injury, that final attack. That's what's going to try to break us apart in the end of days. And uh, like my mother, funny enough, she does what Aaron would do. Aaron, it's the Midrash says, would tell two fighting people. He'd go to one and be like, hey, you, he wants to make peace with you. He really does, and he would not be telling the truth. White lie. Mm-hmm. Go to the other one. Say, yeah, yeah, Eliyahu, he wants to make peace too. And wow. they would see each other, wow. and they'd be like, all right, the, you know, the ego wow. would go away, and they'd make That's peace. It's amazing. And it works. You guys should try it. That's what Chazal say. Mutar Mutar wrong, right? Like they're already fighting. Like good point. Yeah. Hey, you want to make peace? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? What's to lose? Yeah. So you just need to break down that one barrier. If someone doesn't talk to their brother, God forbid, for twenty years, like just you know, no one wants to make. Take I love the first that. Step. Wow. And it works when your mother does it. Yeah, she says wow. it, it works. I hope. Yeah, and anyone's watching this that she's. Is that the shem? And if you did, she's just keeping halacha. It says mutar leshanot mipnei shalom. You're allowed to. And and in the depth of it, it's probably true. Meaning that's the truth. That's exactly the Indian. She helped bring out. Yeah. That's the Indian. Why is it? Why are you allowed to? It doesn't say leshaker. 
which is the opposite. This is a lie. It says mutal shanot. You're allowed to change. Why? White lie. Because no, not Hashem. Aaron, Aaron would change. But also, you start with. In Hashem told Avram a white lie. If you're if you're, if your if your wife gets chicken pox or is having a tough pregnancy or something, you don't have to say the truth. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's the point. No, yeah. also like they, they say, right? That what's the halacha says? Like if your friend's about to buy a suit and it's really, really ugly and it doesn't suit him. No pun intended. <laughs> you 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 tell him, no, don't get it. If he already bought it. You can't. You're not allowed to tell him it's not nice. Break his heart. That's yeah. alacha. Exactly. Spent a lot of his money so, on... so are you lying? No, you're mishane. Because why? What is in the end of the day? What's the real truth? That he already bought it. In his eyes, it's nice. He put money out on it. So the truth is, it is nice. But now I have a question. Mm. What if he's going to an event that's so important to him or like a business meeting? Mm. Do you tell him, listen, the suit is ugly, although you're going to hurt his feelings, but save him from... I think you could because now the reward... Is, before, he's just enjoying his life. But now it's a matter of like... And something I don't know if a suit could be that bad. But yes, it's something that he's going to want to be, um, you know... He might receive that better than the yeah, purchase. Depends he on just the situation made. on the suit, but uh, if he just bought that suit and he's going like, "Oh, I'm putting, I just got it. We have an event in an hour." Going to a like, fun event, nothing like business related. They say that speaking, yeah. speaking lashon ara, speaking bad about somebody is forbidden, except in one or two situations. One is in like dating, and you got to be careful with this because you could break up something that's good. Yeah. But if you know there's an issue and you're allowed to be honest, but with somebody to speak about someone else, and also in business, yeah. if you know someone's like you know crooked in business and your friend's mm-hmm. about to go into business with them, you're yeah. allowed to. But otherwise, you even have don't to, do it. right? You even have to tell them. Yeah, probably. Zat Hashem. To warn them. But besides that, don't talk Lashem. Yeah, other than that, don't be like, oh, I can use it all the time. There's one person, and that's usually your wife, your spouse, that you can vent to with something else. But that's it. I actually had a rabbi in Yeshiva. I had a rabbi in Yeshiva that we used to ask him, like, how do you deal with, like, you know, all these crazy stories that you hear? Like, we're a crazy Yeshiva. Like, how do you deal with all this stuff? And he says that he said to us that sometimes he has no one to talk to because he can't talk to his wife because his wife knows his students. Yes. Mm, so he can't talk to anybody. Talk to so what do you So I asked him, I was like, it's impossible that you don't talk about something. Like, he, okay, you don't talk to her, but like, Too you bad. have to have a release. He's not exactly a breast liver. <laughs> not exactly there. So I believe he talks to Hashem, but not, not like that. Session. So what did he say? He, he says he has a chavruta in America. From when he was a kid, and he, he calls him and he tells him this kid did this and he did this and he did, and there's no chance the guy's ever gonna meet right, this kid, so he's, he just he goes out, he lets it all out. Yeah. I'll, so I'll, it's I'll, very interesting yeah. that you know he, can't, he Dafka can't talk to his wife sometimes because like wow. and she and she he says that sometimes she says like why just tell me like I can see something's bothering you and he says I am not allowed to tell you. No. He has straight he has very. I appreciate very that because first of all, God forbid, but what if someone got a divorce and this person now has knows every secret about every, your friend told it to you in confidence mm-hmm. and I don't know. I'm sure yeah. it's very hard to keep things from uh, from from your wife, but uh, I think yeah, privacy. Or she will so. find out herself. <laughs> <laughs> She's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Wow, this is uh, this has been amazing. Look, I think look how how short of time it is compared to every other podcast we've ever done, and yeah. I feel like we've covered a ton of ground. And uh, we only got to Omer Pesach Sheni, in my opinion, Pesach and everything Shem. in between. <laughs> Pesach Sheni is good stuff. Any other messages you have for, for the people? Any other insights you have from your time in Eretz Yisrael? You are also in Netanya, Netanya. It's also I was in the sun and just enjoying it. Um, I would say that we should be a bit softer on ourselves and on others. 
and have compassion to ferrets because the, the the sphera that's down the middle the one that's kind of the just sewed foundation that's connected to god's ineffable four-letter name is to ferret to ferret is compassion it's not denying the issues or the flaws it's not give you know, that would be chesed chesed's like i don't care yeah. that there's flaws to ferret rachamim is the idea that um to have compassion on each other have compassion on ourselves, to have compassion on God who's not enjoying exile either and wants, is doing this yeah, here some secret us. way, yeah, for our good, for our benefit. Um, and to just go with a, with a softer touch to others and to ourselves. Because if we're soft on ourselves, I'm assuming we're talking about real serious, real people that want to grow, then you, you can make it for the long haul. You won't burn out. You'll be able to be tender when you need to and be pick yourself up and keep going. And um, we have to love each other, support each other, and uh, witness Mashiach very soon, who will come in the north of Israel, I think, first. So I hope so. Very soon. <laughs> it's happening yeah. any minute. Might as well just I stay mean, here, bro. <laughs> Make this the base and go to New York when you need to do a solo. You asked me in the middle of Shabbat. I probably was Mashiach's on his way. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like when in Tzfat, Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Vitebsk mm-hmm. was sitting at the table, and, and someone had blown the shofar in Jerusalem. So word came to him that Mashiach had come. What? So there's no no CNN back then. <laughs> he gets up, he goes to the window, puts his head out, smells the air. So Mashiach's not here. Question is, why do you have to get up to go to the window? Because mm-hmm. by him, by his the way he was living, not just in Sfat, but his level of reality was the redemption had already come. He had to see what it was like for others. So we can make our lives a little more redemption. Oh, I can't wait till Mashiach comes and everything's perfect. It's like, what's going to happen? Well, everyone's going to love each other. We're going to be learning Torah. We're going to be um, at peace. Live that way now. Live a redemption life a little bit more, and that will usher in a redemption outwardly. If the micro mirrors mm-hmm. the macro. I love that. If we embody it, we'll bring it. That's it. That's awesome. That's it. We want Mashiach now. We want Mashiach now. I, we love this want Mashiach. I don't want to wake him up. We, 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 I don't want to wake him up. <laughs>